All right, everyone, welcome back to episode 91 of the Hops and Bops podcast. I am Tom, and uh, we're doing something we haven't done in a while. We're having a sit-down interview with an artist. This time, we're having the one and only Notes, also known as Javon. Um, he is one of my good friends from uh, from college. That's how we met. His uh, his newest album, Trust the Process, is coming out July 9th, correct? July 8th. Oh, July 8th, excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a big weekend. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, Javon, welcome to the show. Yeah, no, thank you for having me, Tom. Um, you know, great to see you. I, we were talking a little bit before the recording started, and it's just, you know, exciting to come full circle. You know, it's been like we said, what, like a year since we've seen each other, walk the graduation thing, and the fact mm -hmm. that, you know, you have 90 episodes deep, and th <laughs> that, that's crazy. I didn't know that was the number, so that's super cool to hear. Um, that's right, yeah. You know, happy to be here. Yeah, we're pushing 100. It's going to be a big uh, big episode. Can't wait. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. I'm, I'm very excited to get to get to talking to you. So um, yeah, like we said, we kind of met, we're both audio engineers from uh, the one and only University of Hartford. One and um, yeah, yeah, there's no there's no other one like it. <laughs> and, um, you know, we both kind of met through classes and getting to know each other, mutual friends here and there. We've probably I think we've been in the studio at least once together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, once or twice, a few times, you know, uh, yeah. the audio engineering program <laughs> in the, at the university is very tight knit. There's not a lot, at least at the time we came in, there wasn't a lot of us. I've heard mm -hmm. it's grown since, which is amazing to see. But uh, yeah, we, we've crossed paths in the studio before, I think at least shared one session. Oh, yeah, yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've you've definitely grown a lot, um, kind of getting up from there, getting to, to know you a bit as an artist. Um, this will be now your fourth full length album, correct? I believe so. Um, at, the, at this point, I've lost kind of track. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, been doing this so long. I've been putting together projects since I've been 16. Um, so although there's like probably four out for people to see, there were like one or two others that uh, really? I did, um, you know, when I was first starting up that when I, you know, wanted to rebrand and really take this seriously, I was like, okay, I kind of need to shed that, that baby weight, so to speak, mm -hmm. and really try to level up, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a tough thing too, especially when you're you're kind of building your own name as an artist. And I, I've seen this with a couple people where they maybe not like they're not proud of some of their younger stuff, but they're they're kind of wanting to to get a bigger or different audience. They kind of have to shift some of their their discography around. So I can definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, you 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 love that time period. It's the growth period. It's the period where you're just putting out music just to see what worked. It it's, was the stepping stone. And now that you've stepped to at least the first floor, you're in the basement, literally sometimes. Mm -hmm. Now that you've stepped to at least the first floor, you're like, okay, you know, that basement era is always part of me. It was always be part of who I am, but you know, time to shut the door and continue to climb. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, so, yeah, I think Javon, or I, I think Note, excuse me, I don't want to call you by your first name too much. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think Note's a great artist, a uh, great person, very smart, very talented person as well. I don't want to toot your own horn as well. But um, um, I actually have seen you live at least once, maybe yes. twice. Um, I think it was, actually, it was right before the pandemic, I think like January of 2020. Uh, so I think it was like the Webster, Webster Underground, something like that. Yes, I, I think it. Yeah, it was the Webster Underground. Um, we did a artist showcase uh, for this uh, promoter at the time, Concert Crave, who's grown and done amazing things since. But uh, yeah, that was the last time you you saw me. And even then, <laughs> I look back at that film and I'm like, wow, just how far 
I've come since. Um, yeah. And like, I'm excited to hopefully I will next time I get a show in CT, you can come out. Hell yeah. I will. I'll definitely be there for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was a great show. I, you were like one of the first ones up and I remember the, the, the crowd opener. feeling yes. <laughs> out of like, like 10 or like 10, 10 or 12 performers that night too. Yeah. There was like yeah. 10 or 12 performers. They told me that day, they're like, Oh, you're going to open this whole thing. And I was like shaking in my boots. Cause it was the biggest, <laughs> you know, uh, crowd I've been part of. Like the Webster underground is iconic for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting that I walk in they're like you're opening. I'm like, okay. And I was just pacing outside. <laughs> I think you saw me pacing as you were coming in, like, but, uh, all, all, all worked out. As soon as I got on stage, the nerves went away and it was a good time. Yeah. That's something with performing that I've definitely noticed is that, especially when it's a bigger audience like that, you, especially right beforehand, you, you get those huge nerves and jitters. And then as mm -hmm. soon as you step on stage, it, most of it just melts away. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of have to feed you kind of have to feed off of the audience's like good vibes as well. And um, especially for your show, you have such a, a pretty devoted fan base that they, they were singing the song, the, the words with you as well, you know, which was like such a surreal oh, experience. <laughs> All I do is <laughs> put them in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's just the simple fact that like, you know, we, we talked at the beginning of this, like that initial stepping stone from the basement to the first floor will always be part of you. So like the fact that I just reminisce being in, you know, the basement with like, you know, barely a setup, like, you know, putting up whatever I had um, just to create a sound to the point where you're still reciting the lyrics by yeah. memory. That's, that's so cool to me. Yeah, no, it was, it was such a good show. So memorable that kind of just like, buried itself in my in my brain you know so it was it was, it was awesome. awesome um so let's jump now to your new album trust the process um in terms of uh music wise or at least you know influence wise what makes this album in your opinion stand out from the rest of your albums in your discography i think that this album stands out in the fact that you know, it, it's been a whole process. Like this project took about two years to put together. Oh, wow. Um, so it's been a long time coming. Um, you know, a different project came out during the same time that was uh, almost gonna be like, so those records on my obsession were mm -hmm. gonna be on Trust the Process, but just didn't fit right. And so I really mm -hmm. took the time to devote to this project, rewriting, revising, adding records, dropping records, remixing records to really try to sonically um you know tell a story tell a process tell tell something different than what have been spoken you know about before um one of my bigger projects 2020 that that came out uh you know the year 2020 everything yeah. ended up shutting down that year but that that project was kind of a culmination of everything i learned in college um, so it was that stepping stone. This one wanted to be everything I've learned in life since then, you know, college, you're in a very, uh, protected sphere. Mm -hmm. Once you're out of college and they always tell you, like, once you're out of that, that little bubble, life really hits and you're like, yeah, I can handle, it, I can handle it. But when it hit, it hit hard. Um, and especially for our class who graduated straight into a once in a lifetime pandemic, yeah. it hit harder than ever. 
So I, I just really took the time to perfect this project, to rewrite, as well as just like sonically find my voice and sonically find a voice that, you know, resonates with others, as well as, you know, shows the growth. Uh, like I said, I started writing this at 22. I'm 24 now. Uh, a lot's changed since. Um, and, and the sound is, is heavy, is heavy. And um, yeah. You know, just spent a lot of time on it and sonically try to shift things around. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love to see the uh, the artistic growth. That's a that's a huge thing. Mm. So um, now on a bit of a macro level, I want to talk about your your songwriting process and in, yes. in, in a way. Um, so when you get that first spark of inspiration, where do you turn first? Do you go more towards the the lyric side, or do you do a bit of the production side? Which kind of comes first? Um, you know, just just off the first bat, you're like, oh, man, I got to I got to write a song right now. Like what, what comes first for you? I because I, I've been working with other producers, which I've been very, very uh, thankful to have, you know, Jacob Zorger, uh, Will Stenson, Marty mm -hmm. McFly. Um, and then one other, I'm sure I'll remember their name. And when you hear this, I'm sorry if I forgot. <laughs> I'm going to remember. I'm going to shout you out. Don't worry. Um, but I've been, you know, blessed enough to work with producers who have their own voice um, as well sonically. So they'll send me some beats. Um, and, and typically when I'm feeling that vote of inspiration, um, I just try to get concepts down. I don't really write lyrics right away. Mm -hmm. I just write concepts. Um, so, you know, this is the style I want to talk about. This is the topic. This is whatever. Um, and then once I have the concept down, uh, I will then try to flesh it out with bullet points. I'll just add bullet points of, okay, at, you know, verse one, this is kind of the mood I want to tell. By verse two, I want to kind of be in this sphere and so on and so forth in each section. And then I then try to shift that into the instrumental, which is when, you know, all the producers come in. I listen to, you know, the packs of instrumentals they send and try to see, okay, this voice, this moment in my life, I want to display as, you know, lyrics, what sonically fits that. And then from there, I start diving deep in the lyrics. And then sometimes the bullet points change, the story evolves, I just really try to, to not be, you know, too straightforward, I really try to trust the process of the song, oh, nice. to, to, <laughs> to, to tell me where to go rather than forcing something in. So that's 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 great I, I love getting that that insight especially from from a creative standpoint because mm -hmm. so many people have different ways of of songwriting and you know even um i have a, my, my friend's band is they they did it all like virtually because it was during the, the the pandemic so every album i think is is got a little bit of that different flair to it whether it's you know where you are headspace wise or physically mm -hmm. that um that really adds a little bit of creative spice onto each album so that's 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 cool yeah, thankfully, I'm a solo artist um, yeah. <laughs> in terms of like instrumentation. Uh, it's really just people sending files. I couldn't imagine being like in a band uh, where you got multiple heads in different states or even different time zones. Yeah. Um, so I commend all the artists who stayed creative as a band and together um, to create music like I couldn't imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one huge aspect of the music industry is doing a lot of live touring and performances. So mm -hmm. to be this up and coming artist um, during the pandemic mm -hmm. era, which is still kind of happening, yeah. um, 
it's got to be incredibly difficult. So um, can you speak a little bit about on that? Even having an album coming out right during the middle of quarantine is uh, got to be pretty fun for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything shifted. Um, so I am a performance artist first. Uh, one of my biggest inspirations, 21 Pilots, that got me into music initially was the song Car Radio that just spoke to me. It made me go, I want to make music. That impact and feeling that I have here is the same impact I want to give out. Um, so with that said, um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh, performing, performing. I'm a performing artist. Um, and that's where the inspiration comes from. So right before the pandemic hit, I was performing, 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 performing. I mm -hmm. even got, um, I did a, I opened for Cameron on, for, I went from the that's Webster right. Underground. I went from the Webster Underground to the Webster main stage and got to open for Cameron. The promoter loved me. Um, and they were like, oh, we have a bunch of shows lined up in CT, Jersey, New York. Like we love how you perform, you know, would love to, carry you on and they set up performances for like Lil TJ um you know was it Rod Wave um mm -hmm. that at the time who was big and I was like oh sweet and then the pandemic hit so I really felt the effects of how do I transition um so from there I just tried to develop content from that day forward uh, and try to develop a, a virtual voice, a virtual performance to try to uh, still have that same level of impact as I did on the stage. It's a hard process. Um, it's something I'm still figuring out, but I think this time around as things are opening up and people are hungry to get outside, it's been easier. Um, I've been able to land some in-person performances, um, but I landed them because of the online presence. Before it was mm -hmm. the performances landed you the next performance. Now it's your online presence gets mm -hmm. you the performance. And then you gotta go back and keep the online presence to continue to get the next performance. So it went from like real world navigation to like virtual navigation <laughs> and networking. And it's a skill set I'm still trying to perfect. Yeah. A lot of the musical landscape has shifted so much in the last not even five years, like the last mm -hmm. just handful of years with art with you know, platforms like TikTok just blowing up different artists or whatever it may be. And I've seen you a lot of times on my For You page, you know, just That's kind awesome. of doing your own thing or freestyling or finding a beat and doing a duet with it. So can you speak a little bit on how your your process, your process huh? uh, you know, of uh, creating digital content has um, has worked for you? Because I know I, I've made TikTok stuff here and there and it's it's hard. It's It's definitely a lot of work to put in. Yeah, TikTok, I think, is one of the most advantageous platforms, but one of the most difficult platforms at the same time because there's so many people doing it and people like TikTok is catered to quick content. Uh, it's been very difficult. Um, it's just really about trying to get in front of the right 
audience I've noticed. Um, when I initially was creating TikTok content, I was just trying to do like the typical, you know, for you page, like hashtag FYP, hashtag viral, like, and it gets you in front of the general audience. And sometimes when you are in front of the general audience, you may not get the response you're looking for, whether it's, you know, hateful comments or, or you know, no interaction at all. So I started tailoring my content more and I've noticed I've gotten a better response sense. Um, and I've also realized TikTok is all about your editing skills. If your editing <laughs> skills are not on point, you could be the best artist, you could have the best content, but if your editing skills aren't on point, people just will skip it or just not like it. it, it it's We're visual people. I've it's, yeah, it's crazy. and. You know, it's just another layer of so many different kind of skill sets you need to be in order to have a successful music career. Like you, yeah. when you, when you first started, you never thought like, oh, I needed to be a good video editor in order to get like popular. No it's so idea. weird. No idea. <laughs> I literally thought, okay, all I got to do is record my music and maybe like mix it, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe I'll tap in with a producer, but you got to be your, your own artist. Sometimes your own producer, your own mixing engineer, massing engineer, content creator, content writer, marketer, <laughs> uh, manager. It, it, it just it's goes on video edit it goes on and on and on yeah. and, and i'm thankful for this skill set i i've i've acquired since then i won't lie if that doesn't like i'm lying if i'm saying it doesn't make me tired you know oh, yeah it, it, yeah it burns you out and so this you know project i really tried to rely on the people around me and and that was able to build a bigger voice than myself my other projects were very, you know, one track mind were very just like me and maybe one other person, but I really drove the the, the bus mm -hmm. this time around. I tried to let other voices come in and, and talk and, and, you know, add their own take on the project. And it just allowed it to have a larger voice than, you know, just myself. Mm -hmm. That's something we should probably speak on too. Um, I'm not like, incredibly deep into your your album discography but i feel like on this album you have a lot more like featured artists mm -hmm. so uh talk to me a little bit about bringing them in bringing in different voices and how that kind of plays along with your style as well yeah so i it was really interesting as i was going through it um i i again was very one track mine and it was you know two years putting together this project so as i was listening to it because i've listened to this thing probably like way more times than I can count, like ridiculous amount of times. And as I was listening to it, I was like, we need other voices here, literally other voices. Um, you know, someone else could probably pull a emotion out of this that I'm not seeing. Um, so we went to like my, my girlfriend, Aria, she's an amazing vocalist. She's been featured mm -hmm. on some of my other tracks. Anytime I need some, you know, quick female vocal, solid vocal, um, she's always right there. So she's typically featured on my projects. Um, Saint Wave, who I met through a, a collective called Nine Two, uh, who Marty McFly is a producer for Nine Two, and that's mm -hmm. how we all got connected. Um, he again just brings in a whole nother level. He's more ethereal. He's more vibey, and so. It, it, it balances sometimes my in your face lyricism sometimes to just go, you know what, like I said, like, let the song speak. And so peel back to someone who really lets the song speak. And then one person that I, I'm sure 
that uh, people are going to be surprised by when, when they hear this or when they see the um, track list is uh, Death Wish. Um, that, that, that feature I was incredibly excited for, um, when I hit him up and, uh, he was willing to, you know, lend his vocals, lend his ear, uh, definitely a heavier track. Um, and I always liked teetering that line of genre. Lincoln Park is also, I listened to a lot of Lincoln Park when I was putting together that track. Mm -hmm. So it pulled the rock influences, hence why, you know, Death Wish ended up coming on, uh, for, for the album. Yeah, that's something I noticed when I listened to that track, too. So it's funny you brought that up. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, different artists, um, I've always been interested when I speak to any artist, um, just purely on their influences, because I feel like whenever you hear an artist, you can be like, oh, that sounds like this other artist or this has this kind of style to it, but not necessarily the exact same thing as theirs. Um, and I think that's that's for any person that creates music and when they listen to a song when they're younger or they have an, a favorite artist that kind of becomes who you are in a sense. Obviously, you everyone's their own individual. Um, so in your own musical journey, who do you think are some of your, your bigger influences that really show their way into your music? Um, I would say 21 Pilots always mm -hmm. there. Um, anytime I write a song, I write it for the live performance. I write it for how would this sound in, 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 in a live performance? Like, how would I interact with the audience here? Um, how would the, how would the audience, you know, receive the music and stuff like that? So I always try to write music for the live performance. I love live performances. So 21 Pilots is always a, a big inspiration. Um, leaning more towards rap inspirations. Uh, Joyner Lucas, an amazing lyricist, amazing storyteller. So on the more storytelling tracks, I was definitely trying to pull from uh, the, the Joyner Lucas inspiration, um, the intricate rhyme schemes. You get Royce the Five Nine, um, oh, yeah. Eminem, stuff like that, especially Royce. I feel like Royce really, really nails that intricate, you know, rhyme scheme mm -hmm. uh, while, while still keeping like a really, you know, cool rhythm um, that, that uh, people really can like catch on and hear every bar as they're coming. Um, so Royce, and then, like I said, uh, I listened to, like, I grew up listening to a lot of alternative music. I like, I'm sure like a lot of people who are into music, they went through an alternative phase. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so in high school, I was listening to a lot of like a day to remember. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sleeping with sirens. Um, mm -hmm. and like the list goes on. Um, so I, I always try to pull like a little bit of rock influences just because of my performance style. So high energy base, um, you know, and that's how uh, the song with Death Wish came into play. Um, so it's like a hybrid of like rock music meets lyricists meets, uh, you know, just fun music to come out and enjoy in a live experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much like the perfect mashup for, for that song with Death Wish. That's, pretty much the main three things that I picked up on. Yeah. Um, so I don't, and I don't want to make you pick favorites or anything. And I know what my favorite is. Um, what do you think is maybe not the most, your most listened to track, but mm -hmm. one that you have like the, 
what's a good way to put it i guess you know yeah what's your favorite track that's the that's just the easiest way to put that question yeah yeah um it, it's funny because that that question is always so like nuanced because exactly. like because i haven't gotten the chance to perform these tracks yet mm -hmm. um because at, at the time we're recording this the project ain't even out yet it comes out yeah. july 8th um so anything post july 8th is when I'll get the opportunity to perform these tracks. So I typically like every project have a favorite track I like to perform. Um, so I don't know the answer to that one yet, but the one I always love listening to um, is really like trust the process. Yeah, um, it, it's it's the the focal point of the whole project. And that one I actually did get the opportunity to perform. I've actually been performing that track for the past year, um, getting you know, certain responses and even rewrote certain sections. Cause I was like, oh, I didn't hit with the audience that way. Uh, so it got, it got a live opportunity to go through the ringer with an audience. Um, but yeah, Trust the Process is one of my favorite tracks on the album because it, it just really, you know, tells the story of how the process went from A to, to Z as well as it has a great performance aspect call and response that people really rock with mm -hmm. um so yeah tr trust the process it's my personal favorite for now guarantee when the project comes out <laughs> i'm gonna listen to it for the 200th time and i'll be like nah it's it's really this one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's so true like it, it's like picking your favorite child like it's it's impossible really? yeah because yeah, like each week as i was putting it together i'm like oh this song's my favorite oh this song's my favorite but mm -hmm. it was always a song i was working on at that moment um but now that it's all together uh, i'm excited to see you know what other people thought was their favorite so i always try to bring a thematic element to tell a story i miss the records and i still listen to a lot of early 2000s records because they did that perfectly and beautifully um, is they always try to add certain skits uh, to tell a story or tie certain things together. Mm -hmm. I feel as though skits, you know, if done correctly, um, can help really take a, a project, you know, or a, a collection of songs and bring it to an album, you know, bring mm -hmm. it to a body of work. There's a difference between a collection of songs and a body of work. And that's what I really tried to focus on uh, when adding those, those elements. Yeah, that's something we talk about on the podcast a lot is mm -hmm. track placements and just overall vibe of the album when you're listening from front to end. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like exactly like you said, there's you, you just have an album that maybe can just feel like a playlist or just like a vibe when you put it on you're scrolling twitter or whatever <laughs> like not really paying attention and then you have tracks that almost make you feel like you're sitting down and watching a movie you know yes. whether, whether it's albums like you know to pimp a butterfly for example which yes. is one of my favorite albums of all time where it's so dense and you know if you put it on shuffle like you're listening to it wrong like it almost feels like you're you're sinning you're or something disservice. yeah you're literally yeah. doing a disservice to the project like the the art of like putting together a a track list and putting together a project from front to end um has been lost and i appreciate the fact that artists like kendrick uh keep it alive because it again, like brings everything full circle. You're listening to a movie, you're listening to a whole story. Mm -hmm. 
and and a whole team goes into it to put together a, a project. Um, so when when you're listening out of order, it, it does do a lot of albums a disservice. Um, yeah. So I, I, when I'm listening to an album for the first time, I do turn off my shuffle. The second time <laughs> around, the shuffle's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get a good feel for it, then you can kind of go back and get a different you know taste for it. Yeah. Um, but that's something I've always admired when doing these kind of album listen throughs is that you you'll know certain artists are just kind of phoning it in when they have you know they don't really trim the fat on some of the albums where you get like two and a half hours of just options to fill a playlist with for certain people like that's basically the end goal which i think is kind of ruining parts of the music industry is just you know you'll get two and a half hour albums from like migos or like chris brown or something like that where they're just trying to like you know, put this on rap caviar or something like that. So to see artists like, you know, you, for example, actually sitting down and crafting a listening experience that actually comes out pretty well is, um, is, is good. It's, it's good artistry. And that's something that I think is, is being lost on the, on the newer generation. Yeah. I, I don't write for a playlist. I, I, exactly. I write for an experience, like you said, um, nowadays people write for the viral video people write for the playlist. Um, it Don't get me wrong. It, it's great getting on a playlist. That's the exposure you want. Um, but I feel as though if you're going to put out a project, that's something you do with a single. You you write for the playlist. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Um, but if you're going to put together a body of work, really take the time to make it a body of work. Otherwise, call it a mixtape. You know, people yeah. just vibe to it and just have a good time. Um, but I, I, I've always, I've always, uh, albums that have stuck with me and albums that have long lasting value in the industry have been ones that people took the time to create a body of work so that somebody walks away with an emotion, good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that that's a, yeah. I, I've always appreciated that because I mean, what we do here is we sit down and listen to albums. We don't really do, you know, singles or sometimes we'll do like playlist selections um, but that's usually like a one-off kind of thing. So yeah. getting that album experience, listening all the way through is, is something that, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a totally different experience than, you know, just pressing play on some kind of generated playlist and then just not really focusing. So that's, uh, that's definitely something really, really cool that I, I, uh, I appreciate heavily. Um, uh, another thing we can talk on the the album cover itself. So I, I caught this uh, this TikTok I think a while ago from you where you gave your audience four different options and had them pick what the album cover is going to be, which is something I don't think I've really seen too much uh, in the past. So uh, you, can you speak a little bit on that kind of process and why you went with that? Yeah, so um, I'm an extreme perfectionist. Um, <laughs> kind of the kind of the reason why I took two years to put together. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel as though it was worth it. Uh, and then on my last album was called My Obsession. I just obsess over making sure everything's perfect. And sometimes I can get in my own way. Um, so what I tried to do this time around is I created like twelve different cover arts. I I had a personal favorite. I sat with my team when I did a listening through. Uh, they gave me some notes on the album, rearranged things, and then I showed them the cover art. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be the cover art. And they were like, no. Oh, no, wow. We, we, we don't like it. <laughs> I was okay. like, okay, well, uh, 
what about this one? Um, and they're like, okay, I like elements of this one, but try this, try that. Da, da, da. And I was like, okay. Um, so I, I took their opinion and I, I showed my family and I was like, you know, I showed them my personal favorite again. And they were like, yeah, we don't like that one. I'm like, everyone. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we're just going to retry everything. So I boiled it down from 12 with a personal favorite to four that I still rocked with, you know? Um, and from there, I was like, you know what? Uh, this album is titled Trust the Process. So it's built on trust. And, you know, the only way to receive trust is to give trust. You got, yeah. you, you got it. It's a give and take. So, um, you know, my audience, they're called the worthy family. Um, they're, they're, they're family to me. Um, and, I, and I trust and love my family. So I, I decided, you know what? It's going to be in all of your guys's hands. So I gave them four different options. Uh, they voted on it. They picked their favorite, and I ended up being, you know, this one, which I, I was I was rooting for in the back end. So, uh, <laughs> no, it, it stands out. Um, it has a good balance while still giving that like eye catching, like what is this? Um, so the family did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah, good good choices for them. <laughs> um, yeah. I think um, I guess I can jump into uh, what my favorite track was. I really liked a love like with uh, with Saint Wave. That was my favorite track. It had this really cool like moody trap style, and I love Saint Wave. I think his the their, their feature was uh, definitely added a lot. And so, you know, especially when you're a solo artist, mm -hmm. bringing in those extra voices to not necessarily fill out, but give you that little bit of different flavor here and there. Um, I think definitely added a lot. So that, that one was my favorite. It almost sounded like a bit of a trippier, like Travis Scott kind of style to it. It, it was, yeah. uh, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah. Saint, Saint Wave, an amazing artist, super dope. Um, mm -hmm. one, of, one of my close friends. I'll tell you a story uh, real quick. Uh, that song was the last one to make it. Really? Uh, when, we, when I listened to it, it, it was, you know, me and my team, Wave was there. Key Story, Aria, um, and, 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 and Sparrow, um, we were all sitting in the um, studio listening through the album, and I had 15 songs, you know, 15 tracks. Mm -hmm. um, out of the 15, there was one that everyone was like, that's not it. And I was like, really? Which I wasn't really feeling too much anyway. So I'm like, you know what? I, I hear you. But I was like, I really want 15. I feel like 15 is a nice round. You have three yeah. skits. That's roughly 12 songs. You know, that's a good balance. Um, so they were like, well, do you have another song? And I was like, well, I have this one that has like a scratch vocal on it. I don't really know what to do, but there's this one. Um, but I feel like I need to re-record it. I'm not feeling it. I showed them and they were like, that's the one. That is it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, but I, I need somebody to help me with the chorus. Uh, and Wave was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do your chorus. I was, he was like, send it to me. I want to be on that song. So I sent it to him. And literally, I think like two to maybe two and a half weeks ago, the song was finished. Uh, so wow. it was literally just made the cut. So that's awesome to hear that <laughs> that one was your favorite. Yeah. Um, project so you know shout out to the team making a good decision on that one <laughs> yeah yeah that one really stuck out to me for some reason i don't know why it just it kind of got like a an earworm hook kind of just kept me 
kept like stay i mean i haven't listened to it nearly as much as i want to i'm probably going to listen you know a couple more times after this just to kind of get a better feel for it yeah. but yeah that one in i don't know why it just it stuck out to me like a like a like a good thing that sticks out i guess <laughs> um i was gonna say like a sore thumb i was gonna say like a sore thumb but i was like that's not a good thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no it was, it was it was great that was that was uh that was my favorite track so um awesome. Yeah, I mean, usually we rate albums, but I don't want to rate the album in front of you because I feel like that's that's a weird thing to do, and and also I haven't listened to it nearly as as uh, as yeah. much as I wanted to. So uh, maybe we come back at a later date. We can we can kind of iron out what the actual rating is. But I really do yeah. enjoy this album, man. It's uh, it it has such a good like flow to it. I I love how it starts and how it ends. It's just, just the listening experience, like we we said before um it's, it's really really solid and um just kind of getting your your insight into some more of these tracks really added a lot for me as well so uh so so thank you for for that and um i'm, I'm glad i'm glad you you rock with it uh you're of course. one of the first people uh so you got like the exclusive weeks before wow. anyone else um you're one of the first <laughs> people outside the core team and the core family to really hear the album so i'm happy to hear you rock with it um, and I'm excited to see what you end up rating it later on. Yeah. I really should be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I feel like a, like an insider, like some kind of weird music insider. It's cool. Well, you are, you know, technically. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've gotten a, an album beforehand and before it actually comes out. So that's, that's definitely a very interesting experience too. But, um, yeah. Um, the album Trust the Process comes out July 8th, right? Is yes. that, I got that correct? Yes. Yes. It comes out July 8th. People will be able to pre-save it June 24th, which I believe by the time this episode comes out, yes, they'll be already be able to pre-save it. Um, real quick, uh, I do have a show. So th <laughs> this show uh, is presented by myself in Signature Series. It's going to be August 12th in Torrington, Connecticut at the Outlet for the Arts. Uh, have a bunch of cool artists, Key Story, Saint Wave, Gino Ferrero, The Human Fund, Heart Shaped wow. Lakes, Frass as Hell. So many really dope artists are going to be on this bill. Um, so if you're in the CT area, New York area, uh, definitely come out to the show. Uh, feel free to hit me up for more details. And uh, that that's, that's one of the big ones uh, that's coming in August. Awesome. Yeah. Go check him out that he's, he's actually a, a fantastic live performer. Like I said, I've seen him live at least once or twice. So I, I, uh, I can back that up. So, um, yeah, everyone go, go check it out. Obviously it's not going to come out, um, just yet, but July 8th, um, should be on all streaming services, right? Yeah. So it'll be on all streaming services, wherever you digest music, that's mm -hmm. where it'll be. Yeah. Got any like music videos coming out or anything or uh yes absolutely. Ooh, okay <laughs> um there will be a music video that comes out with this project um i won't tell you what track just yet Ooh, but there will okay. be a music video that comes out with this project actually two. Oh, so, uh, be on the lookout for that as well awesome i i'm i'm very excited for that so can't wait to check that out um but yeah this has been episode 91 91 of the hops and bops podcast i just want to give a a huge thank you to uh, my very good friend notes aka javon for for coming on very very great guy super talented very smart very generous and personal and i uh can't think of anyone better to have on on as a as a guest so um definitely go go give it a listen when it comes out and uh, uh javon thank you so much for coming on again of course. No, thank, thank you for having me, Tom. Um, 
just you know to toss some love out to you oh always 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 one of the most uh honest caring <laughs> loving people i know uh excited that you were one of the first people to listen to the album um yeah. you you give honest feedback uh so to hear that you rock with it and you're sharing it with your listeners um means a ton it got the hops and bops sign of approval so <laughs> stamp it down baby stamp it down <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you so much i really appreciate it yeah of course thank you for having uh thank you for coming on we really do appreciate it so yeah, yeah. episode 92 comes out next week i will be doing another interview actually surprisingly um with the one and only gravis a couple uh friends that i i grew up with actually will be on as well so That'll be a, a fun one as well. I'm kind of honing my interviewer skills. I've never really done anything like this before. So <laughs> it reminded me real quick. Um, if you want to follow me on anything, it's yes. at no underscore worthy. Yes. K-N-O-W-T-E underscore worthy. Noteworthy. Follow me there. You give the boy follow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely worth it. So yeah, um, this has been episode 91. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next Sunday for next uh, for another episode. Uh, Hops and Bops podcast on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Mute, uh, YouTube, anywhere you, you get your podcast, you can pretty much find us. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the good socials at Hops and Bops podcast. And um, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for, uh, for hopping on and, and talking to me. All right, see you guys later. Peace.